In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. This is the first Sunday of the new year, and if you're like me, kind of still coming out of that holiday haze, not entirely back in the swing of things, still getting everything back together, cleaning up our houses from all of the fun that we've had over the last few weeks. Today we celebrate the Epiphany. The Epiphany often begins the new year, and the Epiphany is tied very directly to what we will do next Sunday at the baptism of our Lord. Epiphany and baptism tied together pretty closely for a very specific reason. That Epiphany means that we are marked as Christ, that we realize what God is doing and we respond in a very particular way. Both Epiphany and baptism tied together at the beginning of this year really gets us off in the right direction in this new year. Now, obviously, we just celebrated Christmas, and if you're like me, most of us will exchange gifts, right? Christmas, the hallmark of Christmas is that we give and we receive gifts. But you see, gift giving and receiving was not inspired by Christmas. It was inspired by Epiphany. Epiphany was critically important to Christians for hundreds and hundreds of years. In fact, it's not until recent that Christmas sort of eclipsed Epiphany. Epiphany for most of Christian history was the big celebration, that moment when people realized that what had happened in Bethlehem, the birth of Jesus, was something truly remarkable. In fact, that giving of gifts from the wise men to Jesus is what inspired the gift giving of St. Nicholas that then created the lore of Santa Claus and then shifted us over to Christmas. So Epiphany is really that root, that root of the idea of gift giving that we all just went through over these last few weeks. Those traditions of gift giving were inspired by the moment we just heard in the Gospel of Matthew where these wise men traveled from the east and offered gifts to this baby. Now just imagine in this story what that could mean. We are used to gift giving. We give gifts all the time. We give gifts at birthdays, we give gifts at Christmas, we give gifts when someone hosts a dinner party, we give gifts when we are bored. We love gifts. Gift giving, however, is not something that happened all the time in the ancient world. Gift giving was something that was typically done in order to curry favor. If you wanted something from someone, you gave them a gift. Most people didn't have enough in order to even give a gift. And those who needed to curry favor were few and far between. So this moment where these wise men travel from the East and offer gifts to a baby was remarkable on many different levels. Here we have a poor family who has traveled away from their home, had a baby in a manger, and yet receive remarkable gifts. These wise men represent the people who will understand that Jesus is remarkable and look to change their life. What Epiphany shows with these wise men is that journeying toward Christ is important for all of us. We know that this Christian way of life, this way of Christ, is a journey that we begin at one point, we continue throughout our lives, maybe we stop and start, but we constantly desire this move toward Christ to become more Christ-like. And that first journey 
happened 2,000 years ago with these wise men. The reason that Epiphany is often linked to baptism is because baptism begins our own journey. Most of us were baptized in order to begin a process that would refine us and create us and reform us throughout our entire lives to become more like Christ. Baptism is not, as you've heard me say, a box to check, you know, getting into heaven, check. That is not what we believe. Baptism is the beginning of a journey that will shape our entire lives if we are willing to submit ourselves to that reshaping. When people began to realize who Jesus was, they wanted to begin a new life, and they did so through baptism, and they were marked as Christ's own forever. That mark, that epiphany of realizing that we now can help people point toward Christ should change us for good. Now, the mark of the epiphany is really about doing good work, but doing good work is not always easy. I think most of us would say that doing good is a good idea. But how many of us have found that we seek to do some good, that we seek to do good works to help people, but the world kind of just gets in the way. We get busy, we get tempted away from doing whatever good works we intended to do, and we find that we never really achieve the goal we set out to reach. There's a similar dynamic in today's gospel story from Matthew. Consider that these wise men have traveled days, weeks, likely months following this star to figure out what was going on. And they find themselves in King Herod's court. Now they have committed themselves to this journey. They have done a lot and given a lot to try and find this star and figure out what is going on. And when they find themselves in Herod's court, Herod takes particular interest in their story. Yes, there's a star, something has happened, and they connect it to the prophecies that a new king will be born. Obviously, that doesn't sound good to the current king. And so Herod, in this clever little moment, says that he wants to know where this baby is so that he can go pay him homage, right? Now we know immediately that Herod is not interested in showing any kind of respect to this baby. Herod is interested in ending this baby so that he can maintain his own power and authority. But it sounds good. It kind of sounds nice coming from the current king. And the story seems to indicate that the wise men maybe even considered telling Herod where the baby was. Until what? Until God whispered to them to go back a different route to not succumb to Herod's temptation, to not do what may have sounded good in the moment, sensible in the moment, but was really apart from God's purpose and God's plan. That whisper changed the wise men's path, changed the wise men's journey, but it only changed their journey because they listened to God's word. They could have ignored that nudge. They could have ignored that whisper. They could have allowed the power of the world to sway them, yet they didn't. And look what happened because they listened to God's word. You know, Christmas season 
provides opportunities for us to do good things for other people, to give in certain ways to other people. And St. Michael does many things in the holiday season, in that December month, to help many, many people. Some things that we have done, some ministries that we have participated in, we've participated in for years and years and years, helping dozens and hundreds of people. But there was one story from this past Christmas that really sort of caught my attention that I wanted to share with you. One moment sticks out, and it happened about a year ago today, where one of our lay leaders who participates with St. Philip's School and Community Center came to me and told me about a coat closet that St. Philip's does for their community. He said every December, they collect coats, put them in a room, and allow members of the community to come and to get coats for themselves or for their children in order to stay warm throughout the winter months. Except that for years and years, they were very, very shy in their coat collection. And that this year, as many other years, they had to tell each family they could only get a single coat from the coat closet. Which means these volunteers were telling parents with multiple children They just had to pick a child who got a coat, and that was all they could do. And when they told me this story, we began to devise this plan that collecting coats in the fall is not the best. Collect coats in the spring when people are done with their coats, and then save them through the year for that closet. So St. Michael did that last year, and we collected hundreds and hundreds of coats, held them for six months, And this past December, opened up the coat closet, and for the first time, this volunteer found me and told me, they were able to give everyone a coat who needed a coat. They were able to bring people into this closet and allow everyone who needed a coat to receive one. It's a simple idea, and yet lives are changed because of what small thing we were able to do here. We hear the whisper of God in many different ways in this community. And for many of us, we have temptations all the time that sway us away from doing little things that change lives. But perhaps this year, in this new year, we may each seek to resolve to do just a little more, to do one more small thing to help someone in need, to do one more small thing that shows that you share in Christ's love in the world, to do one more small thing that will ripple in the world and show people through us that Christ's reality and God's love is real. We have been marked by the epiphany. We are on our own journeys. And now in this new year, We have remembered a story of people who responded to God's word and changed the world forever. Each one of us has that same opportunity. And I pray that this year we will do just a little more to show just a little more love and in doing so, change our world. Happy New Year. Amen.